Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 187, from June 17th, 1996, a Monday night show, with guests Michelle and Degacello and Art Alexicus from Everclear. Now this is an interesting uh, episode for a variety of reasons. They played two of Michelle's songs and one of Art's from Everclear. They close out the show with an Everclear song with Michelle's. There's a... Uh, controversial lyric in the first song they play. It's left in unedited because then Dr. Drew has a very specific riff afterwards with Adam Carolla. If not heard in full, people could probably get offended. Uh, They do a very good job of going in depth and are very sensitive about it, but this is a legendary show. Uh, We've had copies in the fan archive for several years. Uh, There seems to be another episode uh, in the archive. This is a very rare two-guest show. Uh, Michelle's up for the first hour, and Everclear makes their debut of the Adam Carolla era for the second hour. What we know to be the debut, they may have a lost episode in 131 through 162. We're unsure of that one. Michelle ends up sticking around, so it's very unusual. Instead of just leaving at the second hour, she sticks around for a break or so. When they open the show, Adam demands that Injure Mike play the Adam West bosom drop, and he's now deemed uh, doing the laundry beneath him. He predicts the uh, drop will go on live in infamy. It does not seem to make it past 1997, so it'll be interesting to see if we ever hear it again. Adam and Drew discuss a laundry service, and Adam goes in-depth on his hamper for the first time. This would be a continued riff throughout uh, his run on Loveline, uh, later on involving his maid having to uh, snap gym socks over her knees. Adam brings up the brain damage caused by ecstasy, and he goes in-depth on it with Dr. Drew, and he helps Dr. Drew refine his message on drugs when given to young people to better persuade them to make uh, healthy choices. When Art joins the show, they've just wrapped up a heavy call. He goes in-depth about his brother's death after becoming homeless, and he gives a very interesting portrait of an intense childhood and life. It's basically him having a conversation uh, and sharing all the lyrics of his song, Father of Mine, had yet to be written. Adam talks to Art about seeing him at Edgefest and then again at HF Festival. Art tells them about what it's like to play at such large venues. All in all, this is a legendary show. Uh, the bit with Michelle is something people want to hear in full for 18 years. And Art Neverclear would be a very important guest in the history of Loveline, another one of uh, Adam Carolla's favorite band guests. Art has many more appearances throughout the history of classic Loveline. And I'm sure we'll find many forgotten episodes in this archive. All right, everybody, as per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter, at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and Podcast One com the home of all your favorite podcasts mahalo and get it on the following program is a podcast one.com production okay love line is meant for an adult audience love line may contain sexually oriented content listener discretion advised now here's love line with dr drew and adam carolla well that's true all right well we got ourselves a show Tonight. Yeah, we do. We do. I agree. I rarely say this, but a little too much show, I might uh, say. I can kind of sit back and you'll behave yourself. Is that yeah. What you mean? Yeah, the sidekick. The sidekick yeah. <laughs> will run the show while you sit back and relax. We have Michelle and De Gayo Cello. Good. And uh, I guess you would know her best uh, from that uh, duet, uh, Wild Night. She did with uh, John Cougar Mellencamp back there in '94, uh, playing the bass, singing, singing harmony, or singing, singing her half of the song. 
You remember the video. They played the hell out of the thing. All right, Drew. Don't, don't comment on well, it. My, my musical knowledge is pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, then uh, that's the first hour. So we have Michelle in the first hour. Then in the second hour, we have Everclear. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of music. And, uh, of course, you know Everclear because uh, they're Everclear. I know Everclear. Yeah. Because what they stand for. What do they stand for? What? What was that? Mike's, <laughs> Mike's back tonight. Mike, don't mess anything up. That's your job. Don't add to the show, but please, please don't hurt it. All right? Give me a booze up, Mike. To this day, I am surprised when I'm asked to sign a lady's boozum. Of course, the uh, famed Adam West there with his boozum, <laughs> which will now go down and uh, live in uh, love line infamy. <sighs> Uh, the phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Caroli, it's Dr. Drew, he's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. And guess what? I was listening to the news today, Doc, on yeah. the radio. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. While I While I was doing my laundry. Yeah. Which I've now deemed beneath me. Oh, really? Oh, yes. I've deemed beneath me. All right. But no one else has deemed it beneath right, so you me. Did it, you did it anyway. And I got to be honest with you. I would pay, you know, I think for like 20, 25 bucks a week, you could get someone to like haul your laundry away and do it and do the old yes, fluff and you, fold. You, you, might, you might surprise you, but there are services that do that. Right. I'm just finding out about these things. Well, I've never had a penny. Yeah, so I, 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 I didn't look into fluff and fold. I was looking and buying, you know, generic laundry detergent. I wasn't interested in the fluff and fold aspect of laundry. And your fourth automobile. Right, right. I'm now, and I'm moving on to jewelry, by the way. I'm now going to collect jewelry. I'm going to be like the uh, third Gabor sister. All right, right, but here's the deal. I took a good look at my laundry, and I really sized things up. Yeah. Especially the underwear and the tube socks. Mm -hmm. And I realized this would be too humiliating for me to hand this over to any individual. I didn't actually, you actually did laundry. It seems like whenever some of these clothing manufacturers come around here, you just get new t-shirts and new hats, and that's it. You wear that for a month, and you, you get something else new. And I do, and I don't know if this is illegal or not, but take note, all clothing manufacturers. You bring it, I wear it. That is my yeah, motto. That's a fact. I'm wearing a uh, Makita hat yep, tonight. Yep. I'm, I'm wearing the... Um, fiend pants. Fiend pants, yep. and a shirt somebody gave me for a graduation or nice, something. Nice. All right. So uh, anyway, I've just decided that I would have to do two loads of... I would have to do the pre-laundry before I handed oh, it over. Right. Because you look at my underwear, it's like a Rorschach test. Yes, you yeah. peel it apart, you can tell a lot about the man. And frankly, I don't need that kind of humiliation yeah, in my life. I don't believe All right. So we ready to go? Yeah, oh, no, go. no, wait, wait. Oh, no. I was listening to the radio. All right, yeah. And uh, they were talking about ecstasy. Oh, right. And they were talking about how it's disintegrating the brains of these yes. lab rats oh, and yes. lab monkeys. I've, how many years have I been saying that? Yeah, but you say that about everything and no one listens oh, to you. But now so. I'm saying it. All right. And it's, it's in a, the, the, the disruption of the anatomy has been seen in some real important parts of the brain. Uh, and as I have, have observed clinically, it, it turns out, indeed, to be parts of the brain that are responsible for maintaining mood. <sighs> So there you go. And memory. Yeah, and they say just after one application. They're not talking yes. about years oh, yes. and years of right. use. Absolutely. It, it, it disrupts the normal anatomic They're architecture. They're actually talking about dissolving parts of the brain. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Carolla, LSD will do the same thing. Marijuana will do the same thing. Alcohol all right. will do the yeah, same thing. Yeah, but see, now you're screwing everyone up. But because it's a fact. You're, All right, but you're talking about marijuana, which everyone knows doesn't dissolve your brain. Yes, if you, uh, you know, roadied for Bob Marley for 10 years it in can. the 70s, it, it will do maybe exactly you'd that. have some ill effects. But I'm talking about no, no. just a couple of tries oh, here. Ah, right. Do you understand? Right, do you right. see how you screw yes. up your message yes, when yes. you lump it in with the other drugs? All right, all right. So this is one that's highly toxic. Highly toxic. All right. And when you dissolve a part of your brain, where does it? No. You, does it come out of your nose? Where's it go? It just disintegrates. 
But where's it go? Your immune system eats it up. That's oh, really? It just dissolves. Well, then maybe your immune system gets smarter. Yeah. All right. This is the theory, Drew. Yeah. You ready to go to the phones? Yeah. All right. Brandon? Yes. Hey, you're 21. You're on Love Line. Hey, how you doing tonight? Good. Adam, this question was for you. How you doing, Dr. Drew? Brandon? Good. I'll shut up. Don't okay. worry. Okay. He either Last spilt week. his bong, he wants to know how to clean the carpet, no, or it's a masturbatory no, dude, question. No. <laughs> Nothing like that, but listen... Um, I, I really respect your advice, and I'm having a problem. I'm 21. I've never had sex. I haven't had a date in like three years. I don't know what's going on, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, so you're a virgin. Uh-huh. You, you, at 21. At 21, all, all my right. my friends are sitting here laughing at me. All right, that's their job. Uh-huh. Part of their job is a male friend to laugh at your other friends when uh, they're, in, they're in pain emotionally. Uh-huh. Uh, no uh, strong religious convictions, Brandon? Uh, no, not no. No, not for mean, you. I, I go to church maybe once every. All right, but months. but you, you don't. Um, you oh don't, no, I don't abstain because of due to religion. No. Right, but you don't uh, hail Satan or anything either, do you? <laughs> oh no, no, no. Okay, good. Okay, what's uh, in your? Um, give me a description of what's wrong with you, if if you could be so candid. I don't know. I'm I'm a surfer. I hang out at the beach all the time. Because oh, chicks love surfers. I know. I got bleach blonde hair. I got a little goat. I got some sideburns. Uh-huh. I work at a preschool. I'm like your. I go to San Diego State University. All right, L- lay off the kids, by the way, Brandon. No, 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 no. Okay, so you're good looking. Oh, I don't know about that, but I mean, I. I well, guess, yeah, you but know, you, ne- gotta... you never see any big, fat, sloppy, hairy, goiter-ridden surfers. You no, just don't. Kind of small. Maybe that's a problem. I'm no, like, no, no, no. Women love that. Really? Oh, yes. Not, not anatomically, but I'm speaking, you know, I weigh, what, 130 pounds? That's all right. You are you know what? Start uh, start uh, labeling yourself as Scrappy from now scrappy. on, Brandy. Not Scrappy. Brandy. Brandy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Brandon. Okay. All right, you're Scrappy, okay? Okay. All right. Well, what can I do, Adam? I don't I don't know, dude. I listen to you all the time, and I'm all like, right. you know what? I'm going to call and see what, he, what all right. he has to say. Please, you can stop talking. It's the first thing you can do and listen, bro. <laughs> Have you ever had a girlfriend? Yeah, my last girlfriend, I just... Uh, we, well, it was about well, it was about three years ago, but it, she was kind of young. Mm-hmm. She's she's like three years younger than me. Uh, so you were eighteen and she was fifteen. I was yeah, it was just before I turned eighteen. We broke up, and she was yeah, she was about fifteen. All right, so it was a seventeen fourteen thing. Right. Yeah. All right, right, this is God's wrath. But, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't serious. You went a little young, and God is paying you back with um, with the abstinence, forced abstinence. Uh huh. All right, now Brandon, listen. You need, you know who your biggest, the biggest problem with with you not getting a woman is, it's you. You're getting in your own way. Me? Yes. But believe me, here's here's what I'm saying, Brandon. Uh-huh. If I could slice open your brain uh-huh. and insert the knowledge, and even though it would be a lie, but if I could stick in the fact that you'd had many successful dates, that you'd been with many women, and women enjoy you incredibly, and uh, uh-huh. you were nothing close to a virgin, you'd satisfied many a woman, the you would go doctor. out this weekend and you would meet yourself a woman. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you would have that walk, you would have that talk, your chest would be sticking out to here, you'd be uh, strutting around like a prize cock. All right, dude. All right, so Brandon, uh-huh. how do we do that? That's the question. That's, that is a good question. All I don't right. know. This, this whole virgin thing is going to just between uh, be between you and I, right? Don't, don't go for the sympathy thing, Brandon. Uh-huh. Don't go to girls and go, man, I haven't had a date in three years. Man, I'm a virgin. What's wrong with me? Don't ever work that angle. Because they'll notice it, too, and want to know what's wrong with you on their way home. Am well, I right, Drew? You're, you're right. All right. I mean, there are many other things we need to know about, Brandon, but obviously we're not going to find out tonight. Well, he goes to college. Smokes a lot of pot. Smokes a lot of pot. What? 
Yeah, yeah. We hear it in your voice, Brandon. No. You work? <laughs> yeah, that was a nice that was a nice rebuttal there. No. <laughs> Brandon, listen. No. Don't worry. Plenty of guys smoke pot and get laid at the same time. Uh-huh. Brandon, you keep up with the surfing. Uh-huh. And you meet women who can see you when you're at your best, well, and I'm guessing no, that's no. when you're surfing. See, here's the deal. It's like I meet chicks, but I don't like go out with them. You know what I mean? I guess I'm too shy. Right. And that's why you have to just go for it. Just okay. ask them out. Women expect to be asked out. They really do. Okay. They really expect to be asked out, especially single, young, attractive women. Well, I'll give it a try, bro. They get asked out all day long. You will just be one of the many saps who's asked them out during the day. But if you ask enough of them out, eventually one of them's going to go out with you. And you have to be willing to be emotionally open and vulnerable, and that's something that I think is going to be tough for Brandon. That's, that is why he doesn't have relationships. Well, of course there's that, too. Yeah. Mike, 23. Yeah, hi, Dr. Drew. Adam, how you doing? Good. Um, I got a question. Actually, I'm, like, freaking out here. Uh. Um, I haven't done any drugs or anything. In about I quit about four years ago. Uh-huh. Okay, and I was out with one of my buddies Friday, and I smoked a joint. The problem is, <clears throat> I found out today that I got a job I really wanted, but I have to do a hair analysis test. Oh. Two and a half months. Wow. And I was told, you know, I had heard that if you were clean for a long time and you did, you know, just a little bit once, it may not show or it may show, you know, about the equivalent of being at a concert or something. Uh, but it may, it may show. It may show. What if you shave your head? I was thinking about that. <laughs> Can you do that, Drew? I don't know. I don't know. What do they do if you shave your head? I don't know. I don't know. I think they have to take hair from somewhere else. Yeah. And I don't want them shaving down there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know why I go right to the crotch. You say someone out somewhere else, boom, right to the crotch. If I said, hey, did you go to Europe this summer? You went, no, I went somewhere else. I'd, I'd be picturing a huge continent-sized crotch that you went to. <laughs> Mike. You're sick. Thank you. You're, you're off tonight. You didn't get to sleep last night. No, you didn't get any sleep last night. No, what do you mean? I'm off. I'm just, just you're, you're, you're misfiring. What? What do I? You're saying are so bizarre, (laughs) Drew. Do you realize what that's going to do to me? Do you understand the placebo and the uh, the psychological suggestion and all that as a doctor? You tell me I'm I'm misfiring at the top of the show. You don't expect me to screw up for the rest of the show. It'll be an interesting evening anyway. Yeah, well, you sucked last night. Anyone listen last night? Keep listening to Adam screw up. It's going to be an interesting night. What am I screwing up? I know, but you didn't sleep last night. I can tell. I don't need sleep to do this goddamn show. All right. We'll see about that. Yeah. (laughs) I guess I was just wondering if there's anything I can do or take or anything no, like that. Not, not, for, not for a hair analysis that, I, that I'm familiar with anyway. Uh, where, where are you getting the job, Mike? Uh, casino in Joliet. Mm. Oh, uh, so uh, Casino in Chicago. Is it, is it uh, like an Indian uh, reservation? No, it's like regular owned. It's, oh, they it's have those. Regular huh? casino. All right. And, I'm not going to say the name. <laughs> and what are you going to do? Deal blackjack? Uh, yeah, actually. And Black, what the hell did... They should want you to do drugs for a job like that. That should be pre- prerequisite. Uh, dealing with these Joliet people, I think you need more drugs and you need to be sober. But like I said, I was out with my buddy. He's all like, right. Oh, come on, you got to do it. You got to right, do well, it. Well, listen. And it, I'm just freaking all right, out. You take the test. You Maybe you will be still beneath the threshold because, indeed, that really is a low level of marijuana exposure. If they were to check your urine, almost undoubtedly it would be clean. Right. And I would think that... Um, they would not be looking for that level of exposure. They'd be really wanting something more. And so I bet you'd be beneath that level of exposure. And what you need to do is be sure you admit that you have smoked pot and don't get specific about when. Yeah, and if they pop, you call the ACLU. You got a case. What the hell is going on with this country? He's working at a casino, for Christ's sake. 
I'm at casino where you you, you basically he's probably going to die of secondhand smoke with, within the first six months on the job. They're basically they're feeding people watered down drinks, trying to get them loaded and part with their money. Had a bunch of old fat people feeding nickels into slots and wasting away their lives, and they're worried about their dealers and uh, a little marijuana use. That's ridiculous. At a casino. That doesn't strike you as ironic, Drew? Yeah, it does. And by the way, Mike didn't have any sleep last night either. He, he chimed into my headset and said, why doesn't he shave his head? Oh, Engineer Mike? Yeah, yeah. yeah big fan of the show. Yeah. Tony, 21, you're on Loveline. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. I got a big problem. Yeah. I'm a compulsive liar. Uh-huh. Like, big time, and I don't know what the heck to do. Who are you lying to, mainly? Well, just like my buddies' girlfriends and stuff, you know? I, like, want to get their attention so they can notice me. Yeah. And I, and I just, like, make up all these stories. Right, that makes you a compulsive dickhead. It doesn't necessarily make you a compulsive liar. I know, but I don't know what to do. What do you say to them? What kind of stories? Well, I just make up stories like, like I'm like this super athlete and how I'm going to be starting quarterback for UNLV and just pretty much dumb stuff. And I know I'm doing it, but I don't know. It just sounds like the right thing to do. Well, but, why don't you at least work a basketball angle if you're going to work UNLV? Well, I, I don't know. Just it's, I'm just saying, as long as you're lying. Tony. Yeah. You have some uh, insecurities then. You don't feel good about yourself. You're compensating for something, obviously. It's just like when people, you know, overdo it. Uh, sports cars a little too flashy, uh, fur coat a little too puffy, a little too much jewelry. Yeah. These people are all, uh, they're, it's called overcompensating. Yeah, but when somebody has the capacity to manipulate and lie, that is yet another problem. Beyond the lack of self-worth, there really is potential for not being able to could this be like inherited like from some other family member or something or like my kids are they going to be liars and stuff no it doesn't necessarily pass on to your kids however sociopathy meaning the inability to really identify another person's needs or or any needs besides your own is sort of a way of looking at that is something that does tend to be in families and right. it's, not, it's not biologically based. Just because when you're raised in that kind of a system, you, you start developing defense strategies to deal with parents that are screwed up that way. And I'll, I'll put it in plain English. You'll, you'll be a crappy parent, and uh, your kids will uh, grow up to be uh, then crappy parents one day, too, God willing. Hope not. All right, Tony, you know you're lying. Yeah. You know it's a little problem. Oh. You don't want to continue with it. Not really. So here's what you're going to have to do. It's twofold. You're going to have to knock it off. And then you're going to have to do things that you feel good about so you don't feel compelled to lie. But I'm, like, average, though. I mean, I really don't do anything. Oh, we're all average, Tony. Just go out and do above-average things by making an above-average effort. Oh, that sound like sleepy talk there, Drew? I don't think so. Out of the mouth of babes. Damn straight. Tony. Yeah. Did you hear that? Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I think it was lying when he said that, by the way. Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. So what's the deal? What do you think Tony should do? All right. We're depends, moving on. It depends, no, he, it, depends, it depends if he can stop lying or not. If he can't, this guy's got to get help. Garrett. Yeah. 15. Yeah. Um, I have a problem. Um, I, I met this girl at school uh, last year, and uh, me and her, she invited me over to her house, and I thought, hey, what the heck, you know, new girl, might as well just see what she's like. And uh, How old is she? She was, uh, she's 15. Uh-huh. And uh, I walked, I mean, I went over to her house. Sat there, watched a movie, you know, normal. Uh, put her, my arm around her, you know, normal stuff. 
And uh, all of a sudden, she started kissing me, and uh, while she was kissing me, she uh, put her hands down by my pants and start, started zipping my pants. Uh huh. The pants you were wearing? Uh, yeah, the pants I was okay. wearing. Okay, you realize we have to ask. Okay, um, and then she uh, started, you know, rubbing and whatever. Anyways, uh, I kind of like looked at her and looked at her real weird, and I don't know if I'm ready for that stuff. And then um, she goes, I, I, I don't know if I'm ready. Translated would be, I am not ready. I am not ready. No. Okay. All right, but he's with a woman who's going for the uh, his unit. Yeah, and but yeah. he's with a 15-year-old who's, who's behaving in a way that's shocking to another 15-year-old. Right, that? but he's a guy, and he's got all this hormone and stuff and this peer not, pressure stuff. And he's not ready for it. I know, it. but you expect that. him to jump up and throw his drink in her face and slap her. But that's not it, though. She, then I told her, you know, I'm not ready, and then she goes, oh, so you want to have sex now? And, and then, she, then she goes, come on, let's do it. And, I, and then she threw him in the floor, and I got up, and I left. And I didn't think. Huh? What? Huh? Oh, I knew he wasn't ready, but I'm. All right. Go ahead, Garrett. Um, Garrett. Yeah. Uh, real quick. Uh, what kind of cologne you wear? Uh, jupe. Jupe? Yeah. All right. Let me write that down. I'm kidding. I don't know. I wasn't wearing cologne. Oh, okay. Don't screw with me like that, Garrett. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Have you seen this girl since? Yeah, and she's been calling me, like, every weekend saying oh my parents are gone i want to come over what do you know about her uh all i know that she was it was at the end of the year and all i know she's kind of new and i don't know she, she dressed kind of fine i mean i don't know she looked pretty normal garrett looked pretty normal. what did the house look like a sofa out on the lawn uh no it was, it was a pretty big house big house no yeah. uh big pictures of clowns in the living room <laughs> no 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 clowns like, oh yeah you know there's some uh, mental instability there when they have too many clown pictures yeah, I know. So she came from a well-to-do family. Yeah. She's nice looking. Mm-hmm. And she's just all over your scene. Yeah. Hey, do you Have you ever got this response from a woman before? No, not even that close. No. He's 15. I'm, he can, I'm just saying he can still drive women nuts. I mean, look at uh, you know Donny Osmond when he was 15. He got plenty. If it wasn't for his uh, Mormon sensibilities, he would have been um, banging um, little Mormon chicks all over the place. <laughs> and should I ignore her or should I tell her what my feelings or uh, always a good idea to be honest so okay. certainly tell her your feelings is fine I think you need to know, le- learn more about her I think you're going to find that this is somebody that's had something go on there that causes her really to sort of misread the cues on why and how sexuality evolves in a relationship and what appropriate boundaries are in conducting herself with her peers or anybody for that matter. All right, Drew is saying she may have been a little whacked out through some family uh, strife and basically and is taking it out on you, which doesn't sound like a bad thing, but it is for her. It, it would be a bad thing, Garrett, if you were to go for it. You'd be wrapped into a, a world of chaos. All right, like and that. when we come back, we will be here with Michelle and Degio Cello. Dr. Drew? Yeah, Mike. TrueCar.com is the new way to buy a car. It is changing car buying forever. Simple, fair, 
And it's a fun way to buy a car, that truecar.com. And you save time and money, and you never overpay. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, what and it doesn't happen. What are you talking about? I love talking to those salesmen with the big, wide ties. Come oh, on, come now. on. Drew, now you're just being crazy. No. The truecar.com, they help you get rid of the fear that you might overpay. Here's how it works. Truecar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market, shares it with consumers so they never overpay. The average savings is $3,046 off MSRP. That's that's insane. Over yeah. a million cars have been sold by our True Car Certified Dealer Network. Over 40,000 cars were sold by True Car Certified Dealers just last month. Over 7,000 dealers in the Certified Dealer Network. One in five dealers is a True Car Certified Dealer. And those certified dealers go through a certification process, and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor the savings that you lock in. So here's the three-step process. Three-step. Guaranteed savings. First, go to TrueCar.com. Find out what others paid for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And third is simple. Print out your certificate. Take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for better, hassle-free buying experience. TrueCar has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. TrueCar.com. Boom. Podcast One presents the Robin Anton Podcast. David Spade. You know what was so sad is that we were on Saturday Night Live and me and this other guy that did Tommy Boy that you don't know on the Concord went over there and then we go, oh, we're so famous because we're on Saturday Night Live. But we, <laughs> we forget they don't even get it over there. Are you serious? So no then slowly one? the hats came off and the sunglasses and then we're like, I think we had lunch at Planet Hollywood. Oh my God, no, <laughs> We're like trying to get people to find us. And <laughs> care. The Robin Anton Podcast at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. We're doing a radio show. 1-800-LOVE-191 is the phone number. 310-854-4455 is the fax number. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. We have Michelle and Dege Ocello. She is in studio with us. Uh, we got a whole cornucopia of mics to choose from there. Yeah, go with, go with the easiest one. Say hi, Michelle. Hi, how are you? Good. <laughs> uh, now... Those of you who uh, aren't uh, music aficionados may recognize uh, Michelle from the uh, John Mellencamp uh, Wild Night Mm -hmm. duet you did in, uh, was it, 94? Yeah. And they played just the hell. I mean, were were you surprised that they played it? No, I was just glad I was out of the country. (laughs) I I heard it was just played over and over. They played it on, um, I guess, VH1 a ton and MTV a ton and and wherever else they play videos. They just played it a ton. And it was a good remake of that uh, Van Morrison. It's a great song. If you have a a great bass to start from, I I was lucky to perform on it. I love Van Morrison. Right. And you you were the one playing the bass and singing the <laughs> duet. And how was he? I he's mean, he's doing well now. I mean, he's doing much better. What what was wrong with him? You know, smoking like seven packs a day. <laughs> really? Has, might catch up with you one day. Ah, uh, you know, the, the data's not in right. yet on the whole cigarette thing. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. that kind of brainwashing is what the government wants you to believe. But let me tell you. <laughs> Seven packs a day. I mean, no, I mean it's, that's our I had a, pa- I had a patient once smoked eight packs a day. Really? Yeah. yeah. Every day. 
Yeah. I mean, that wasn't a record. For 20 years, yeah. Yeah. For 20 years. He died of lung disease, needless to say. Well, that could have been coincidence. Yeah. I'm saying it could have ran in the family, Drew. Let's just wait till the evidence is in. That's all I'm saying. So how did you hook up with uh, John? Uh, We have a mutual friend who thought we would make a good pairing. And I flew out out there and I hung out with him for a couple of days and literally went into the studio that day, recorded it that day. And, and that was it. That was it. And he just I mean, smoked a carton of cigarettes. You plucked on the, the bass. Yeah, during and, the vocal session. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. And then everything just went. I yeah, mean, I mean, I play on the on the album, which a lot of people didn't hear. I played on another track on the album, but yeah, it was. I had a great time. He's a great person, you know. So I had a, I had a lot of fun. Was it his idea to uh, do the uh, Van Morrison yeah, song? Yes, it was. Smart guy. Uh, it's a great song, but I wouldn't have thought to uh, remake it and redo it that way. Anyway, Michelle has herself a CD out. It's called, uh, not out yet, but it's called Peace and Passion, and it will be out June 25th. Peace Beyond Passion comes out June 25th. I'm doing a show tomorrow at the Whiskey. And, you know, and it's all sold out. All sold but it's kind of cool to say that anyway. <laughs> and I guess people could, like, um, you know, sell some fillings or something and maybe get themselves <laughs> a ticket. And you also, uh, I don't know what just happened to my headphones, but uh, don't move <laughs> over there, Drew. Also had yourself uh, four Grammy nominations for Plantation Lullabies in 93. Yes. Did you win any of those? No. Screw those Grammys. <laughs> the hell do they know? <laughs> but that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, I think that's great. It's my first record, and it was a, a great experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you come out with a, you I mean your 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 maiden voyage, right. and you get four pick up four nominations, right. and, and I get to sit in front of Soundgarden. I got to have a great conversation, so I was very happy. <laughs> you know, did they did night. they have your name uh, on your seat, like for rehearsals and stuff? Yeah, and then put your little card there, and I got to give away an award. I, I mean, I had a great time. It was fun, and. Uh, <clears throat> your uh, latest thing now. There's a little controversy oh, about a yeah. uh, the single oh, off yeah. the uh, off the new CD, which is called uh, Leviticus Faggot, yeah. and uh, people are all kind of up in arms about that right. because I I guess I guess faggot is probably the strongest derogatory word you can use in 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 term in ter- to a male homosexual, right. isn't it? You know, I don't. I mean, I've I heard. I, it's the intention behind the word. I don't think the word really has the power. It's how you use it. So, right. I mean, I, I guess that's the most familiar word in society. Right. It. But I've heard gump and sissy and gump. Yeah, gump. I got to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Light and the loafers, all kinds of things. So I mean, I mean, but I mean, you are not attacking no, the, the gay not community. A, not at all. With this song, you're not gay yourself, correct? Or I, yeah. I happen to be involved with a woman right now, yeah. Right, all right. Okay. And so you, I mean, that does make it a little easier, in a sense, to come out with a song that, that is going into the gay community, isn't well, no, it? I mean... I mean, in terms of taking heat. Well, ta- I, I don't feel the heat. Whatever you oh, you don't? Or whatever you get from the song is really your issue. I wrote a... It's, the song's a story about a young man who makes a decision in his life and his parents set him aside. Right. And I think that's the focus of the song for it's me is that his parents... Story. Yeah, I mean, that his parents just sat him aside in the hypocrisy that... In fact, <laughs> with it. we ought to try to get some calls like that because right. that's such a common story. I mean, if you look at statistics, 
young male homosexual have the highest potential of suicide. Yeah, not yeah. just of not just of attempting suicide, but completing suicide. Right, and, and then we hear that all the time in the show. I mean, that that's what I'm questioning. Um, I'm I'm not making a stance for homosexuality or anything like that. It's just a story about a young man who's set aside, and I think. Uh, just in the world, I mean, you're set aside from so many different reasons. And right. This is just one of several. This, this is one where your family sets you aside. Right. One of several. <laughs> and it's it's unfortunate though that some people, uh, program directors and people that are yeah. making choices, and because I'm sure, I mean, this is a song that. All right, is, yeah, name names. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know anybody, but if I did know anybody, I'd be scared that they'd fire me. <laughs> So I'm not going to name any names. No, but I was reading a little about it. Right. And a program director, I guess, in San Francisco, where there's a large gay community, right. sees this song. Hey, uh, how about playing this song called Leviticus Faggot? And he goes, are you nuts? Really? Where, where the station's going to be burnt down. But it's a song that the community... It's empathic. It's, it's empathic it's to the community. Yeah, it's right. Right. Well, so it's too bad everyone has to have a knee-jerk reaction. But this isn't a political show. I'm not sure what kind of show it is. It's certainly not a funny show. <laughs> Michelle, 23, you're on Love Line with Michelle. Hi, how are you guys tonight? Good. Um, I just found out my ex-lover or fiancé is floating around town. I'm still in love with him, and uh, he's in the middle of a divorce. I'm in the middle of a divorce. And uh, I don't know if I should see him again and say goodbye so I can end this in my heart or just let it go. Uh. Because yeah. If I see him, there's a possibility of a sexual... sexual. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, it's like when I needed to see my girlfriend one last time just to get my baseball mitt out of her house. <laughs> Had nothing to do with uh, playing baseball. Yeah. I know how it goes. First of all, Michelle, yes. you're 23. Yes. You're divorced you're, already? You're looking for your ex-fiance because you're both fresh off a divorce. Yes. Okay, that's bad. That means something's wrong with both of you. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, maybe a little bit. Well, see, we almost got married before he got married and before I got married, but I before he went to jail, over. I screwed him over. So what'd you do to him? What did I do to him? Well, he was doing time at the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> How did I know that? How did I know that? Thank you. Oh, I did talk. The amazing Doctor Drew is his new moniker. Yes, Michelle. I, I didn't talk to him for about a month, and then when I came to sure, see him, he was in solitary. Oh, no. I just kind of... Um, jail writing notes to lots of other place. girls to help him when, give him money and help him when he gets out. All right, Michelle. Yes? You two don't deserve any, either one of you. You don't think so? <laughs> Absolutely not. You, you, you need... Uh, you're both uh, acidic. You need a saline-type person to, to neutralize you. The, to, together, you burn a hole through the, through the slab of the building. But we never even really got a chance to, though. That's the whole problem. You guys were, you were engaged, for Christ's sake. Yes. It didn't work out. No. He ended up going into the jug. And, and I just, all kidding aside, the reasons... I mean, his initial is, ta is tattooed on my hand. I mean, Why did you marry the other guy, though? Why did I marry the other guy? Oh, goodness. It's because it, he was out at the time. I mean... He was um, out of jail. Yes, he's out jail, and he was, he was um, my, my uh, sweetheart growing up with him, and um, we had a son together, basically. Okay, there it is right there. How, we old were you when you, how old were you when you had the son? I was 19. All right, that's all right. I mean, I, I, I can, it, it didn't work, though, unfortunately. No, and I, I, was I was in love with this guy the whole time. The other guy? Yes. Mm. All right. All right. Let, let... he found out I was married and got mad, and then he got married. All right. Does he like you still? I don't know. Are I you... Guess... This, are you tattooed onto him still? I think so. 
Oh, that's if just anybody wants thinking. to know what I'm talking about when I refer to emotional chaos, this is a great example. All right, of a Michelle, chaotic you, relationship. You put every ounce of your effort into your child. Yes. Forget about boys for exactly. a while, especially exactly. the incarcerated. Exactly. Focus on your own child. Definitely. Because I, I got to tell you quite honestly, you've made a few mistakes in your life. Yes. But that's okay. You're young. You can bounce back. Exactly. But you don't want your you don't want your kid to make the same mistakes. Exactly. You got to give him the kind of environment that's going to nurture right. him and not get him right. uh, so he's uh, chasing yeah, after felons. Yeah, that's why I just left the situation I was in because I was getting you know I, whatever whatever you lacked or whatever abuse you were subjected to or right. your mother subjected to is what you're seeking out now in your environment. And you need to break that cycle. Yeah. It's time. Forget about uh, this faggot song. You should write a song called uh, Michelle uh, with her incarcerated boyfriend. <laughs> that, that This is what you write about life. This is a good one. Right. All right. We got time for another quick one, Drew? Pull yourself together. Krista, 16. You're on Loveline. Hi. Yes. Um, well, I have this boyfriend, and every time I, like, kiss, well, every time he kisses me and stuff, I get this rash like on my face and stuff because he has a goatee. A rash. Yeah. Like a hurt, like a cold sore. Like this big rash. <laughs> I don't know. It looks really bad. It's irritation because he has a rough beard. He has a goatee. Psych! You guys are disgusting, and you need Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, wait a minute! Did she hang up? I don't know. No. She, All right. I didn't I, you need up. Jesus Christ? <laughs> yes. Uh, wh- why do you say that? Because. Why? Look how disgusting you are. Why, why, what makes you think that? Because Jesus Christ is coming to save our sins, and if you don't... Let he without sin cast the first stone. Love thy brother as you love thyself. Yet you come in on, on here and attack people. Amen, sister. Excuse me? Oh, see, you don't even know the Bible well enough to know when it's being cited to you. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, from the book of Matthew, like I said, let he without sin cast the first I stone. I just did not hear what you said. All right, now listen, Christina. Krista. Uh, Krista. I am a uh, theologian myself, and I can tell you that it uh, states clearly in the book of Job, uh, let he uh, who uh, dial at the phone and uh, screw with the the hostess, uh, then let the uh, scourge and cast upon, that's right, upon she and your uh, head will grow like an onion in the ground. (laughs) And it was good. GoDaddy wants to help put your business online. The website builder makes creating a website easy. Even if you don't have any technical skills yourself, just choose a design from hundreds of customizable templates and personalize it with website builder's drag-and-drop design tools. Don't pay a web designer or spend hours on Google learning how to build a website. For just $1 a month, you get everything you need to create a professional website with unlimited pages, unlimited pages, including a free domain name, free hosting, and GoDaddy's award-winning 24-7 support. Visit GoDaddy.com, enter the code LOVELINE to get the website builder for just $1 a month. See website for details. All right, phone number here at LOVELINE, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Madam Corolla, he's Dr. Drew. She is Michelle in Degeocello. I've been practicing that name. He has. I swear to you, I've been driving around today. 
saying that name. Is, is uh, Engineer Mike, is uh, Michelle all, all, is her mic on? Say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, good. Go. <laughs> That's good. And and that means well, what? Uh, Free like a bird. Free like a bird. And uh, what is that, Swahili? Yes. Oh, really? Or high as a kite, either one. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Free like a bird? Right. Free to crap on people's windshields? I got to get myself a name that means something. I think uh, Corolla means like he who naps and then eats or something. I, I got to get something good in Swahili. Why would you want anything more accurate than uh, that? Well, I, How could it be? I want something that means like, you know, king of all he surveys or yeah, something. Right, something, right. A, something a little more noble than a uh, mid-sized oh, yeah. Japanese car. All right. Well. Now, as promised, we have that song, that uh, that song that's uh, caused and, and will go on to cause uh, undue controversy. But still, yeah. it, if it has the word faggot in it, it's going to cause controversy. So you listen to it and uh, you be the judge. Leviticus faggot.
Well, all right, Michelle Indigo Cello, their latest hit, Leviticus Faggot. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to see how that sounds. You know, for the DJs, I have to do that. It, it sounded great. That was a kind of a um, remind me of like a Curtis Mayfield kind of like um, what did he do? Superfly was yes, that his soundtrack? Yes, yes. Freddie's Dead. There was you that go. Dead? Yeah, that kind of had that going. I like that. Thank you. I'm sure it'll get played. I hope so. <laughs> Adam <laughs> like, has a lot to do with that too. So it's, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know people in this town. Um, just my mom and then uh, my dad and <laughs> guy I grew up next to. Who's, I think he's dead. Drew, yes, you're reading the lyrics. Do you have any uh, questions? You want to talk about that a little bit? I know sure. it just we were talking a little bit off the air about the fact that um, some people have theorized it's one of the reasons that people may turn males may turn to homosexual relationship is out of a highly traumatic relationship with the father, and they really crave that male connection. Well, they Drew, got, let them try to re- read the first that. read the first um, line there of the the song really? there. Yes, please. <laughs> really? Yeah, go ahead. We people want to know. Faggot better run, learn to run, because daddy's home. He's sweet, his sweet little boy, just a little too sweet. Every night the man showed the faggot what a real man should be. The man and the faggot will never see, for so many can't even perceive a real man. Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> Not that the faggot didn't find women fine and beautiful. He admired, desired their desires. He wanted love from strong hands, which we're saying he goes out and seeks the male. Faggot wanted the love of a man. Drew, uh, read the uh, little faggot that could. He has triplets, you know. He well, reads stories. To talk about yeah. Oh, you've showed him. No, I just we were talking about it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a, a popular theory. I think there are many theories. Yeah, I mean, but it's one but, of the reasons, yeah. and I really think that's what people do. That if they have something that really troubles them in childhood, then they and they crave that remaking that connection. They go out in their adult life and do it. Yeah. But do you think children in puberty just question either way? Just kind oh, of absolutely. Like that's normal. Back yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, yeah. Normal. Absolutely. I mean, all night long we get these calls where well actually more women than men but we have like 14 15 year old women call girls yeah, call no, in and say too, but guys but have more, more trouble right guys have more trouble yeah. admitting that's what's going on and they actually probably go through a little younger sometimes yeah. oh the guys do the girls will go on into their 16th 18th year thinking and having ambivalence and guys will finish try to finish up by the time they're 14 or they'll get panicky about it yeah. right and they'll but they'll call in and go i'm lesbian and we'll go oh really um, yeah, I'm, have, I'm 12 and i want to announce it at thanksgiving when sort of how how they go right. about it when's the last time you're with a woman they go oh i've never been with a woman <laughs> really right. where'd you get that lesbian title all right drew you ready yeah michelle you ready i'm always ready. Mm, oh, that's what i like jennifer 12 you're on love line hi hey um my problem is my parents got divorced uh, last summer and people have said, like, over as time passes, like, it gets better, but it's really been getting worse. So it's been about a year. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's just getting worse. Yeah. Your feelings. Yeah. How have they handled it? What? How are they handling it? I mean, how far away did your dad move, or well, do you see him? We, well, I was born in L.A., and now we're up in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. And is your dad back in L.A.? No, I'm living, I'm living with my dad. Okay, is your mom back in L.A.? Yeah. Okay, so you don't get to see her very often. Well, I see her almost every holiday. Okay, but that's still not very often for a 12-year-old. No. For me, it's not. it's too often at 32 if I see my parents <laughs> three times a year. But now, your parents were 12. divorced when you were how old? They were divorced when I was about seven. 
And by the time you were 12? I was married and divorced by the time I was 12. No, they, uh, well, I mean, my parents didn't get along well. Right. And so when they got divorced, it was kind of relief because Mm -hmm. it was this, you know, I mean, it's like uh, the manager is arguing with the umpire and, you know, they decide to move across town and it's kind of, you can go on and go on and resume the game. Kids have a, uh, and young teenagers particularly have a way of assuming that it's their responsibility, that somehow either they made it happen or at least they should be able to contain it or prevent it from happening. They carry a lot of guilt. Did you have anything like that? No, they, they were both sufficiently whacked out enough. So <laughs> even, at, even at the tender age of seven, I said, oh, man, Mom, you're whacked, baby. This is your scene yeah, all the way. And Mom, I'm going with you. Yeah, well, well oh, I, I, I split it up. Uh. My my uh, dad moved just a couple of miles out of town, so it wasn't it wasn't such a big deal. I'd see him three three times a week. I'd see my mom whatever's left in the week times a week. I think it's four. Jennifer, yeah. But for you, it's it's not been as easy. No. Okay. Yeah. And do you blame yourself? No. What well, what's bothering you exactly? Well, my uh, mom's boyfriend's a big jerk. Oh, all right, that can do it. What does he do? Well, he kind of like. Brain my wa- brain wash my mom just to like not really want to be around us a lot. Who's us? What? Who is us? Well, me and my sister. How old is your sister? Twelve. Tw- She's a twin. Wow. We're twins. All right, give give her a good answer and hurry, Drew. I just have to wonder if your mom is capable of being pulled away from you that, so to mm-hmm. speak, easily. That uh, I wonder if your mom is okay. Uh, well, I mean, she doesn't really care that much. Is she, is she doing drugs? Or is she ever no. in a psychiatric hospital? Or is there anything going on with her that would make her so overwhelmed that she could be that pers- that easily persuaded by just someone? Well, I mean, she's not not doing any drugs, but um, she, she, she's like sober totally. She goes to AA. Right. And, I mean, I don't know of any problems really that she has because I don't... Do you ever tell her how she makes you feel? Well, every time I try, she kind of hangs up on me when, when I'm talking to her on the phone because I don't, I don't really get to see her a lot. Have you told your dad how she makes you feel? Yeah. All right. Uh, can your dad talk to her? Are they able to talk? Well, sometimes. All right. They I, mostly fight. I, you know, I understand that they didn't hit it off, but that doesn't mean they have to ruin your relationship. Well, not uh, really. Your life, really. I mean, I, I really think it's partially the dad's responsibility as the adult to, try to, heal to call up and say, listen, are you aware of the way your daughter Jennifer is feeling about you? And uh, if if so, or if not, he, here's what she's feeling. Michelle disagrees. Oh, no, I was going to say most of the people I know that are going through AA yeah. have a tendency to forget their past life. Huh. They want to because they feel some sort of connection that if they deal with their past, it makes them want to drink. Mm. And they try to distance themselves from things. Mm. I've never seen it with a child. But mm. my father was an alcoholic. And once he stopped drinking, it got worse. Like the worse. emotional thing became... Because he, he sort of shut down. Yeah, you know what? Totally that, that's not down. That's not recovery done in a healthy way. Right. Uh, that, that's somebody misusing the principles. Right. So um, does a boyfriend drink or is it... Well, I mean, he, he smokes. That's about it. Smokes pot? No. Smokes cigarettes. cigarettes. Well, actually, I think he does drink beer, though. All right. So that's this, these are people who are whose recovery are, is, is got something wrong with it. And uh, 
you know, just by virtue of how they're treating you, we can say there's something wrong with their recovery. Yeah. It's not adhering to the usual principles and traditions of the recovery process. Well, please don't take it personally. Please don't take it upon yourself. Yeah, it sounds it's... like it's her disease still operating, and it's yeah. not about you. It's not even about her. It's about this thing she suffers from. And honestly, it, it would behoove her, and it would help you, and maybe your dad could prevail upon her to get a more comprehensive treatment. Maybe the community 12-step is not just enough for her, and she needs a more... A treatment oriented, like a treatment program to deal with all these aspects of her problem. All right, Jennifer, you got to look out for yourself at this point. I mean, as, as sort of cruel world as that sounds, at the uh, tender age of 12, uh, the parents are not really there for you. They have, it's not because they don't like you, it's because they have bigger problems that they're trying to sort out for themselves right now, and they're being uh, a little selfish about it. So you have to understand that and sort of uh, take time for yourself. Hey everybody, our friends at Sherry's Berries. That's right, these are giant freshly dipped strawberries starting at $19.99. That's over 40% savings or double the berries for just $10 more. Uh, I curse Sherry's Berries. They're, they're too good. Whenever they, they, I do, whenever they're around here, I can't not eat them. Milk chocolate, dark chocolate, topped with chocolate chips and swizzles or nuts. It's just ridiculous. Now, you have to use my code CLL. The CLL is for Classic Love Line. So CLL when you order. And, of course, if you're like me, your mouth is already watering. So don't wait. Order now before this Mother's Day deal ends. That's right. It's Mother's Day. Sherry's Berries are the perfect gift for Mother's Day. So visit berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S, to order. Berries.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner. Type in C-L-L for classic love line, C-L-L. Go to berries.com, click on the microphone, type in CLL, and order today. This deal expires Friday at midnight, so make sure you order now. All right. Well, the plot is thickened because we have Art Alexakis. From Everclear, who's just stepped in the studio. And, of course, uh, Michelle and Dago Cello is still here. And I hope I don't have to say either one of those last names again, but I'm sure I will. <laughs> and we're going to wrap down and just cover everything in about ten seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Hey, here we go. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He, he also is Art from Everclear and uh, Michelle from uh, Michelle. <laughs> she don't hey, need a band. Art wanted to comment on that last call with the girl Jennifer 12, who was uh, mom was kind of quasi in recovery. Yeah, I was just I just caught like the last. I, I caught most of it. It's It's just really heartbreaking. It's like it's like he said, it's. The way you know what Adam said towards the end of it, it's it's a twelve year old knows nothing about enabling and empowerment and anything like that. All they know is that their mommy isn't like other mommies or right. what, what the per- their perception of what other mommies are like. Or I had a big role right. to be like. Yeah, my my role model, other than my mother, who didn't have 
problems like that, had depression and, and, and anxiety and other things, but kept off drugs miraculously through raising, you know, being abandoned by her husband and raising kids, living in a housing project the whole nine years. So my brother, all the men in my life have been either like my father who abandoned us or my brother who died of, of an overdose or my brother-in-law who just became a skid row bum, was this really strong, smart young man who be just gave in to alcohol and became a skid row bum and just died from liver failure at the age of 39, 40 years old. Mm. Looked like he was about 60, mm. you know. So, I mean, there's really nothing you... I, I know what to say, I, except for the fact of try to find people who understand what you're doing. And if it's that bad of a situation, maybe some sort of protective place might be better, you know? Well, we're forcing everyone to just grow up at, at the age of 9, 10, you know? I mean, every, it's like all of a sudden this society is turned into this big slap in the face. I mean, for kids. I mean, it the, used to be that you had like... That. Right. I mean, it used to be you had a childhood. Right. Now it's you're, you're sitting here watching cops at, at age nine, watching you know guys yeah. being uh, shackled and dragged in the back of squad cars. Dad's drinking, smacking mom around, and by the time kids are you know eleven, twelve years old, they're 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 bitter, desensitized. They're, they're desensitized. Totally. They're they're you know I mean their outlook on life is it's not like hey I'm I'm going to get a new uh, new uniform or a new baseball yeah. mitt or I'm something. Play little league, little league. Sir next week like know? hey i gotta get a gun yeah. or i you know i gotta get my kicks before uh before everything comes down or i mean it's it's just sad to see everyone's childhood being taken away and and it's really the family unit that's uh, disintegrating and what we're trying to do is get people to not pass this horrible legacy on to their kids if I agree. things didn't work out for you that's fine, and I'm sure your parents screwed you over before that. But the point is, is let's take care of the kids now mm. so they can go on and have good relationships and nurture their family and not have another uh, cycle, uh, another batch of another generation of, of people that are going on to sort of destroy the family. Well, I agree. I, it's when, I, when we came in and we met, Michelle said, you know, we were talking about having children. <laughs> Is there is no, you know, you have to take tests to get any other kind of important thing in your life. But a kid, anyone can have a kid. And the whole thing about it is, to me, one of the primal things is, is teach your child better than you did. It's a very primal thing to me as a father. Right. And maybe, maybe I, you know, I don't know. I, I see a lot of men that don't have the same intensity that I do. I grew up with women. You know, and I, I, I'm still a man. I'm a heterosexual man, but I, I'm a lot more sensitive. I think in a lot of ways than my wife is. You know, I mean, if I wasn't doing this music thing, I could be home with my daughter all the time. All right. Well, I don't mean uh, not to, not to push any of your CDs, but everyone go out there and give themselves a Crosby, Stills and Nash CD <laughs> and listen to that for a while. That, that tends to, <laughs> it's straight. They had the yeah, whole that, family thing figured out back then. Yeah. That'll yeah, do it. Uh, well, you know, we need a quick fix here. We don't have time for therapy <laughs> and, and, and uh, mood-altering drugs. Just go grab yourself some Crosby, yeah, Stills, and Nash. those guys never did mood-altering drugs. <laughs> well, they right. did, but they, but they talked about Crosby the family looks unit. like a walrus <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, Andrew, 24, you're on Loveline with uh, Art from Everclear and uh, Michelle from uh, Her Own Dig. How's it going? Good evening. Hi. Hey, um, I'm getting out of the Navy here. And uh, I've been in for six years. Uh -huh. And I met a girl six years ago, right before I went in, and we had a great summer. 
and uh, things were kind of getting serious, but not uh, all the way serious, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm still a virgin and all that. And uh, Really? I, yeah, how, how old are you? I'm 24. Oh, I bet you didn't take any ribbing in the Navy. Oh, well, you know, you got to keep those secrets guarded. Go with the flow. All right. So, uh, you know, I uh, with the Navy, you know, you're all over the USA, and she couldn't handle the long long-distance uh, relationship. So she broke it off after uh, three years, after the, my third year in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, kind of go home and, oh, that's that's all, you know, stay away from me. So um, I'm getting out this summer, and um, she wants me to move in with her. Um, and she's told me more things than, than uh, she's ever told her. I know more things about her than her mother does, let's put it that way. Um, and... I don't know if she wants. Her mother is threatened to uh, move her out of her house that she's in right now, uh, unless she can pay uh, the whole rent. And I'm wondering if you think that she's preying on my uh, what I think is love for her, but I don't really know since I've never, you know, ever been with another woman except for her. And right, she's all you know. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Right. You basically were swabbing the deck. <laughs> I know the Navy life is not an exciting life. It's not like the commercial where you're at a different port of call every half hour. Right. No, no, no. Believe me, I, I know how this Navy guys go. Here, take this mop. Go clean the battleship. Yep. All right. So, and you've you've uh, relived your uh, intimate uh, summer many a time from uh, your lonesome cot, haven't you, Andrew? Oh, sure. Okay. Well, That's I understand that. Has. And meanwhile, so you're clinging to this relationship because this is what what you took with you when you set sail, so to speak. Right. I, mean, I, I did propose to her last Christmas, and she didn't say yes or no. All right. And I'm wondering if, uh, you know, if since I'm getting out soon, that she's, like, you know, coming back to me, or if she's, uh, you know, praying, like I said, praying on me because she needs half of the month's rent. How old is she, Andrew? She's 23. Okay, so it it never... She's losing her job this summer, too. Okay, Andrew. She knows that now? Yes. Yeah. It, it sounds to me like sure. she was never really wild about you. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like it was sort of a fling for her, but that you were your real good guy, and you wrote, and you kept in contact with her, and you probably made her feel good when other people may not have been so good to her. And she probably wishes she likes you. I mean, this happens with women and men. There's people that you wish you liked. You wish you could marry or you wish you could live with and have a relationship with, but it's just not there. You know they're better for you than the last ten guys or ten women that screwed you over, but the spark isn't there. The spark isn't there. And, and unfortunately, that spark they're, usually they're, means like they're, they're pretty whacked out or they're something. They're not whacked out enough. Right. The, 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 the other person is not whacked out enough for you. You yeah. know you should like a healthy person, but you can't. Right. So, Andrew, there's yep. a part of her, and one night you'll call and you'll talk to the healthy part that goes, oh, yeah, Andrew, oh, you're so good, and you're, you're you know, you're uh, virtuous, and uh, you're serving the country, and you got a nice right. uh, pension thing set up, and medical and dental, <laughs> and I want to shack up with you, and then she hangs up the phone with you, and uh, Vince calls from prison. Exactly. Right. Okay. That's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. So, Andrew, you need to find a female version of you. I mean, not with the haircut. You know, no, right? You know what I'm saying? Though. Yes, of course. Right? She, <laughs> this isn't going to work out. Yeah, you would have known already. You had enough time for it to germinate. You understand? Yes, I do. All right, so move on. I will. Okay, good. All right. Does the panel agree? Yeah. See. I mean, just the fact that he's questioning it is 
sign enough. And asking someone to marry you and not saying yes or no is saying no, That's isn't right. it? Pretty much. It sounds, like, it sounds like her life is kind of falling apart. Yeah. I would I would question her motives a yeah, little bit. Exactly. But he's not really telling us that much. Right. Man. She needs his uh, the money for the cleaning deposit in her next apartment. Alexandra. Yes. 22. Yes. Hey. Hey. So I'm calling because I wanted, this is a question for Drew, actually. I wanted to know um, if there's been any psychological, like any studies on the long-term psychological effects of um, children who, of transsexuals, because I guess my father had a sex change operation when I was about, I guess, three and a half years old. Wow. And um, I've had, I guess, some problems relating to men, and I'm wondering if there could be a connection. I mean, in a in a not terribly intuitive way, I, I think there's been connection there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are people doing studies. I'm not a psychiatrist, so I couldn't quote for you line and verse where those would appear. But, uh, you know, usually there's a lot of certainly individual therapy that goes into dealing with somebody who's playing a, 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 a sex change operation. Right, but they never gave me any as a kid. I understand that, and that, and that was then. You know, that was 20 years ago. And right. I, and I would sure think that they would be studying people who come from those sorts right. of families. Right, I mean, or just if you knew anything I could do, because it's like, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, wait a minute, I'm 22 years old, you know, I've never had a boyfriend or right. even, like, and, any significant really, male friend. I understand, and, it, you know, it, obviously there's something going on there. Right. And I don't think that you have to know necessarily what the probabilities are about the dynamics that somebody would uh, develop coming from that kind of a family so much as need to go out there and get some treatment for what it is actually is going on with you. All right. Drew's done now. Let me get to the good part. Uh, okay. Some important questions. Uh-huh. Um, first off, what was his uh, name when he was a guy? David. David. And uh, what did he change it to? Deborah. Okay. They, they seem to stick kind of close. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why you have to do that. Yeah, and, I know. I know. Getting it seems the, like it would be a good time to just, like, if you hated a name, just, you know, yeah. throw something you're, out you're, there. You're, Change everything. You're trapped in a man's body. Let's go ahead and pick a totally different name. You, you, you've made the commitment to getting your penis lopped off. Go ahead and take a fun name. Right. It, it's, <laughs> it's a jump, but, you know. Yeah, it's like the Robert Roberta thing. Right? What does I your know mother think? That That's close. my question. Yeah, yeah what's, what's up with the mom? What's up with my mom? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I must say she never remarried. I mean, after you go through something like that. So you, you wonder if that's really where she picks up some of her ambivalence about men is from yeah. the mom. Yeah. I mean, the mom probably had a lot of anger and a lot of resentment. Yeah, well, it's like also we've never, I mean, this is, like, I have a great relationship with my mom, but that's kind of like a taboo subject. Like, every time I've ever expressed, like, that I had a problem with this, it's like, oh, you should be more understanding, you know. It was like a health problem, the same as, you know. Who would say that, your mother or your father? Both. Did, did she ever say anything about men under her breath or backhanded or? No, I mean it's not that. It's like I mean I don't know. I think the reason, looking back on it, like looking at my parents as people, like what brought them together, I think was their own like social ineptitude. Oh yes. <laughs> what, welcome, yeah, welcome to just about anybody's parents wow. or anybody's relationship. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, attraction. You know, you know when you go, I don't know why, but I'm really attracted to this person. <laughs> that's what the why is. He wants to have his penis cut off. Yeah, uh, Alexandra, let, first off, the, uh, if, if I'm not wrong, now you probably know more about this than I, but don't when you when one wants to undergo one of these operations, uh, don't you have to have a certain amount of years of sort of psychological evaluation before they yes. proceed? Oh, yes. Yeah, the first per- yeah, I mean my I, dad had to. The rest of the back at this time, this, I actually asked my mom about this. This was 
the thinking, this is like the 70s, let it be, da da da. And they were just like, well, you should be really understanding. Because my mom actually asked, like, shouldn't, you know, I get my daughter some therapy? And they were like, oh, no, no, don't want to stigmatize her, don't want her to let her think there's anything abnormal. Uh. And so, I mean, it was, you know, it's the 70s what made the 60s look exactly good. <laughs> talk about. Really? Can you imagine open house with, like, the, sh- <laughs> the surly shop teacher? Yeah, yeah this well, is my dad. Not exactly Mr. something I, I mean, I was also quite stupid. As a child, I would tell people about it because no one ever told me, you know, this is something you might want to just oh. keep to yourself. Uh, and, of it, course, the same people ended up, like, in high school with me. It's the, uh, it's the ultimate show and tell, though, isn't it? Mm. Uh, See this mason jar? You know what's floating in it? You know, do you have any siblings? No, I'm an only child. Mm. Because I mean, that's like sure. What's know. he gonna do, Alexandra? I would I would assume that the fact that he had a child would be kind of a deal breaker. I mean, wouldn't you think during? I mean, isn't that a red flag when you're talking about getting a sex change that you have a an infant? Yeah, essentially? I mean, I think it was really selfish. Like, if you have this problem, I don't know enough about you've it. Gotta know. To tell it occurs you. to me that you. Well, you've know performed dozens of sex yeah. change, haven't you, Drew? I've performed any, but but I've talked to a number of these people, and none of them had kids. The ones I spoke to. <sighs> yeah, it's kind. Of, it seems on my dad's part, I would say certain selfishness and denial to like. Right. All right. All right. How's, how's, how's well, his was, life been since? How's his, know, how's his life been since? Is he happy? I can't tell. I mean, she doesn't have very many friends. She. She, yeah, she, I mean, she lives in this kind of cruddy, like, one-bedroom apartment. I mean, she's like a, you know, she's really into Zen Buddhism. She's a very weird person. I got a suggestion. Aside the gender yeah, suggestion. Do you, do you go to college? Um, I graduated. Okay, I was like, go away. Leave, go take a vacation. Individually. Yeah, individual, and create individual. your own no, life. I went to college, like, I, I deliberately went to college, like, across the country <laughs> from my family, in part to... All right, but Alexandra, this is what we go to been, Jamaica. This is a, it, this is a very bizarre <laughs> example. Yeah, go Edmonton is nice this time. Yes, here. just go get your mind off of it, and I, I guess. And, and she needs. To, yeah. Let's face it. Yeah. The only way she's really go gonna, make some friends. Right. The only way she's yeah. going to really work this through is with another person. person I think she yeah. had to get therapy. But well, I was going to say, are you in therapy now? No, I gave her the uh, with anybody. I gave her no, the brush. She's, she's gone. Several therapists. Unfortunately, I went to the therapist at the College Health Center, which uh, I don't know. Which is just like take two Prozac and call me. In no, the but see, don't go to therapy talking about your father and your mother. Go and talk about yourself. Yeah. What's going on with you? Yeah. Right. But it, you might want to bring up the whole sex change thing because that, that will factor in. <laughs> some point so, <laughs> that comes in after like the third year the guy's going to jump across the sofa and smack you one. Oh, for christ's sake wait a minute i gotta burn the notebook yeah, oh yeah well, by I, the way i asked a therapist about that once and they were just like well is it an issue for you and i was like oh well but that therapist but you got a shot for therapist that, like you shot for melons but, yeah. but the, that's therapist <laughs> for holy christ i don't know what to say <laughs> but but uh, uh, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Now. All right. Sure. Well, the, the, what, what I was trying to say was, is we, we've been talking, been a little bit of a theme for the night, which is parent, which is children having to sort of rise above their parents' uh, poor judgment in life. They're crazy. And whether, whether it be alcoholism, whether it be a sex change operation, whether it be the, the mate that they chose to call your mother or father, the divorces and all the crap that goes on, unfortunately... The, the children of this world have to sort of rise up right. past that somehow with therapy, with support, with friends, with community. Right. That's the point, is that you people got to realize that reading self-help books, 
that sort of thing, thinking by yourself, sitting on a mountaintop and cogitating over these things are not going to get you over them. It's about relating to other people and changing the way you conduct your relationships. And the only way, for instance, Alexandra has a chance of growing is if she is able to slowly tiptoe into some vulnerability in relationships with men, and hopefully she'll choose decent guys and will then grow. All right. Mm -hmm. And she's probably going to be scared to death every time the guy gets his schwanz caught in the zipper of his fly. (laughs) Wait a minute. No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. No. His what? Schwanz. Oh, okay. I think we can say that. All right. All right. We're going to change gears here because we got our song from uh, Michelle to play off her CD, Peace Beyond Passion. And this one is called God Shiva. God Shiva from Peace Beyond Passion, which will be out June 25th. The last one got four Grammy nods, so be the first one on the block to get this one. And that way everyone will think you're cool when the Grammy nominations come around again. <laughs> Michelle Ende Gay Ocello. Did I screw that up? No, you got to write no, every, time. every time. It sounds like I'm um, uh, just yelling... Um, <laughs> Hungarian gibberish. I'm doing like a Hungarian limerick in my head. But if it sounds fine, good, because she's fine and her music's fine, and we thank her thank you, thank for you coming for in. Me here. And uh, come back anytime. Okay. Absolutely. Right. And uh, Art is going to stick around from Everclear, and we're going to take on more callers, and we'll be back after this. Love Line will be right back. Why? Because we like you. Hey, everybody, don't forget our friends at GoToMeeting. That's right. If you need to have a meeting, get your peers or your collaborators together, you can do so with GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix. Powerfully simple way to meet online from anywhere, anytime. We love GoToMeeting. I use GoToMeeting for any meetings I'm having where I can't get everybody together or where people are in different parts of the country or the city, whatever. They don't. Why get together? You don't have to. You can actually have your high-definition, real-time video conference all the while throwing up and working out one another's documents. That's really the most cool part of the whole thing. So you can start GoToMeeting. Sign up for GoToMeeting from your computer or mobile device. Launch your first meeting in seconds. You'll be able to share the screen to collaborate on projects in real time. Turn your webcams. Turn on your webcams to see each other's face-to-face. Start your free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting today. Visit GoToMeeting.com today and click the Try It Free button. Use the promo code LOVELINE. That is GoToMeeting.com, promo code LOVELINE, meeting is believing. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Michelle has left the building. She was a uh, great guest. Woman has a definite presence she, every to time, her. Whenever she's been on, we always get a lot of interesting calls, and she always contributes in, in interesting ways, great ways. And she she has a really great spirit. She really does. She just uh, emanates a lot of 
positive vibe. Now you got me. Yeah. So <laughs> we got it's all downhill. All right, let's shotgun some calls so we can get through the rest of the show. That is Art from Everclear, who was really uh, a good guy to come by because uh, Art is... Because you've been pestering me since <laughs> Minneapolis. Yeah, I saw Art in uh, Minneapolis. And uh, actually, uh, after... Uh, Art and and I saw the uh, entire set in Minneapolis at the uh, Edge Fest. Is that what it was? Something fast. Yeah, well, was a stupid. Fest. It, it was. Uh, it was in. Um, it was in Wisconsin in a big field, and there was like twenty five, thirty thousand people there, and I'd already been on stage about four or five times more than the crowd wanted, and uh, Art was. Uh, Art was uh, jamming away up there, and uh, I don't know who it was, your your manager or somebody, no, the promoter of a show you were going to do with uh, Tracy Bonham and Seven Year Bitch and, a, and a, one other band out, uh, and I guess in many... Space Hog. Space Hog, right. And he said, look, here's the information. When they're done with the set, run out there on stage, and... You know, meanwhile, I'd already been uh, hit with a Birkenstock and a roll of nickels at this <laughs> point. But run out there and just give this quick concert announcement. What was it? That kid that works for me with the hat, the I don't young know, kid. Maybe it was Pushy. just some screwball wanting to see me get killed. Some up there. nutty, yeah. Yeah, the guy with the tattoos. Yeah, oh, everyone's got that's tattoos. my buddy. No, that's my that's no, my but boy. it wasn't him. It was the big guy who was promoting the concert? It was promoting the show that was oh, coming with, up with long hair, right? Yeah. So he said, "Get out there and do it." So I got out there and did it, and. Uh, to get beat up? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Those little 14-year-old girls are rough in the clinches. And they got, a good, they got good aim, too. They do. So I saw uh, Everclear in Minneapolis, and then the following week, I saw Everclear in Washington, D.C., oh, in front of, cool. like, 55,000 people at RFK Stadium. Is that uh, the biggest crowd you've played to so far? Just another show. Um, yeah, by far. That was insane. I just, like, it just, you get in this huge place, and you're just, like, looking at it, at all these teaming people and it's just pretty weird and the football field there there wasn't a seat on the field or the track around it or anything so it was like one huge teaming is mosh just like pit. doing this the whole time it's like yeah I, I was afraid i was gonna have flashbacks or something it was just spooky <laughs> i'm just like yeah it was really weird too because you just were sitting targets up there they were throwing stuff the whole time and you just had to basically take it and duck it and be good-natured about it. And after we played, Jewel, singer-songwriter girl, pretty girl, goes up there, sits down with her acoustic guitar and starts getting sensitive. <laughs> gets second song, gets popped right in the head with a, with a Frisbee, starts crying and walks off stage. Right. Just qu quit. Right. Just got mad and walked off stage. And Man, if you're going to play the festivals, you can't do that. you got to take it. you got to, like, throw it back at them or, like, you know. Well, what you need is you need, like, how the salad bar has the sneeze guard, that plexiglass there. You bands need some sort of tremendous sneeze that's guard in front sissies. of you. That's for sissies. What happens All right. somebody like, All right, you're going to get nailed. Sissies. All right, you're getting cleaned out. Man, I get nailed every show. Don't tell me about it. I get hit in the head with shoes. What happens when somebody like Goldfinger gets up there and starts yelling at those expletives and, and uh, screaming at the crowd? How come a riot doesn't develop? It, it very often does. Because oh. of security, that's why. Well, people don't know who they are yet. So, they're, they're you know, you've seen these shows. People are like, should I like this? <laughs> I, well, I don't know. You know, that's what radio shows are. It's like, 500 bands in 10 minutes. Go! You well, know, and it's like, 
people don't know what to think about it until they hear the hit song. And it's like, oh, well, live beside the ocean. All right, I'm just saying, just be careful. <laughs> don't put a curse on yourself. Because when I was out there in Minneapolis... And, I laugh in the face of the All right, now you're getting you're going to get hit I'm with an made. anvil. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get... A safe is going to get... They're going to throw a three-ton safe up on stage and crush art from Everclear. All right, and then... If, is, is, as if I wasn't burnt out on Everclear enough, I see them again at the Weenie Roast here in Los Angeles for K-Rock. Yeah, but you're neglecting that you're following me around at each show. I'm actually stalking but, Everclear. But you're stalk, no, you're stalking me. You're not doing it to the rest of the band. You're not doing it to my manager. Who was that? All three shows, by the way. You're stalking me. Bugging me about being on the show. But I'm and, doing my job because I know our audience, and I know what they like, and they like Everclear, and I want to get Everclear on the show. But, so, of course, when I see you, i got to bug you. Well, you know, and then last night, I hadn't even committed to the show, and last night, you're like, ah, Everclear is going to be here. It's from Everclear. It's going to be here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? My wife's going, mm, I'm going, yeah, we'll see. And then I listen to the show, and I hadn't heard you on the show yet, because we don't Oh, that's why you're yes, flashing you all the toot at all the other shows. It is in Portland now. Uh, it is in Portland? Yeah. It, recently. Okay. Yeah. Give recently. Break. Really recently. Yeah. Well, see, is, I've been on. It is on Canary? Yeah. Oh, cool. Because I've been on tour. I'm never home. Right. I'm never I've been home three days in the last month. Oh, come on. Get to the compliment part. So anyway, <laughs> it was great. I enjoyed it. There I we told go. I told Dr. Dean that I wasn't coming back. You know, people had asked us to come back before. Are you talking about, about Dr. Drew? Yeah. Drew. I think it's a Dr. Dean. I did say Dr. Dean because right. I'm thinking of a different doctor. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he and, can be replaced. You want Dean in here? I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> Is he making uncomfortable? Say the word. Well, actually a little bit. All right, so... <laughs> Well, go on. No, so so you heard the show. I liked it. You liked it. You're good. And now here you you're are. You're no Ricky Rockman, but you're good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh! Oh, a zinger from Art from Everclear. Oh, all right. You're burning all your time with me, baby. There you go. Oh, no. This is, these are all, this is, this is gold coming from your mouth. <laughs> the God's ears, baby. Ryan. Hi. Hey, you're 20. You're on Loveline. It's Ryan. All right. Uh, I just want to let you know I read the article in details. Mm. Which one? The last one about my brother? Right. Okay. I just wanted to let you know that it was really touching. Oh, thanks. It's really sad. You know, I... I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so my, sorry. My wife was reading it this weekend and pointed it out to me, too. And she was... It's it's a touching story. You wrote it? You read it? Yeah. 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 Okay, so here's my problem. My old boyfriend um, lives in Florida, okay? And I lived in Illinois, and one, when I was down there, I met one of his fraternity brothers who turned out to be this guy that I went to high school with. So when I broke up with my boyfriend, the guy that I went to high school with calls me. And so we're talking or whatever. And so he decides that he likes me or whatever, so he wants me to come, come to a wedding with him. And it, the wedding's on Saturday. So he sends me $300 for a plane ticket. So... I spend the money, and now I don't want to go. Now, it's, it's like, buy costume jewelry and pornography. What'd you buy with the three hundred? Um, I bought some clothes and. For Christ's um, sake! <laughs> Believe me, those. those Ryan, what are you doing? I know, and I feel really bad. He's a really nice guy, but he's such a puss. I don't know if I can say that or not, but. Well, you already did. 
No, so. you sort of acted out your feelings about the guy. I mean, don't go out there if you feel that way about it. I'm not going to go, but what do, I, what do I tell him? I haven't told him I'm not coming. Well, of course she's not going. Was she supposed to give the uh, guy, like, some culottes for a boarding pass? She squandered all the money on know. clothing. I hate to say it, but well, if, he's, if he's fool enough, enough to send the money... No. To, yeah, I know. Caveat I mean, emptor. It's, it's, it's uh, ridiculous. Right, no so, Latin. You know the rules. Fire everywhere. Okay. Fire everywhere. Well, you know, I mean, he obviously senses some trust there. It, <laughs> yeah. A sense of desperateness there on his part. I mean, yeah, Ryan, let, me ask you a, guy, let me ask you a question really flat out, deep down inside. Do you think this guy give you more money if you called and lied and said you lost it or something, someone stole it or something? Would he give you more money to come? Yeah. So you could scam this guy for more money if you wanted to, right? But I, I don't want to. You know, I feel, I feel bad about doing it in the first place. But, you know, I deposited the check, and I was actually, you know, I was thinking, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But then the money was just, like, sitting there in my checking account. And I'm a college student, so I'm poor, you know? All right. So I've got the money. So. You're an ethics major, are you, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Ryan. Uh-huh. Here's the deal. Okay. You owe this guy... Two you things. Money, right. you, you owe him, 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 him the $300, and you owe him a, a note. An apology note. Right. A truthful apology note. And you should pay him the money back. Yeah, I can't, I'm not coming. I'll get you the money when I can. Absolutely. Yeah, 20 bucks every now and then, whatever. Because you should, you should do it. It's not, life is not about what you can get away with. Mm-hmm. This is going to ultimately do more harm to you than it is to him. You're going to live with the fact that this guy sent you this trusting, desperate, horny soul. <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing horny on there because any guy who sends 300 bucks to a stranger to fly him out is horny. <laughs> He's well, I've flown my nephew. Does that count? Well, you know your nephew. Not really. Did you get anything off him? No, not at all. Okay. Stiff. <laughs> well, Ryan, listen, please. Okay, I'm listening. You got to get him the 300 back. Okay. Do you do you agree with that, Ryan? Yeah, I do. you do, feel like you'll do it eventually? You know, I'm, like, I'm a waitress, and I'm a poor, starving cop. Stop right. making excuses for yeah. yourself. <laughs> listen, Ryan, Come here's on. what I'm saying, and here's what I want people to understand. Not for him, for you. It really is. I mean, you're going to miss the 300 immediately, but over the course of your lifetime, it's going to be the best 300 bucks you ever spent, and it wasn't yours in the first place. Don't look at it as taking care of him, paying him back. It is for you. Ultimately, it will be for you. Because you're not going to forget this. No, I, I feel horrible. I mean, it's All right. If you feel so horrible, then do something about it. Do I, should I just call him? Like, call right? him and tell him he's going to get a hundred bucks this week, and a hundred bucks next month, and a hundred bucks the month after that. But how do I tell him I'm not coming? And a blowjob if he ever comes in town. No, 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 no. Well, that was my idea, but all right. <laughs> She's not with it. Listen, just tell him you're not coming. Say, look, I got to be honest with you. I, I, you know, I, I initially wanted to do it. Tell him the truth. Just. Yeah. Don't lie. You haven't lied to yourself, which is good, I hope. A start. And yeah, it's a start. Don't lie to him either. There's no sense in it. You're 20 years old. You know, it's like right now, this doesn't seem that important to you. But it's like Adam says, you're, you're creating, to me, psychic damage on yourself. That As you get older, you feel a lot more strongly about things like this because you start thinking about how things like this could happen to you. Exactly. You know, and that's the what phone it is. number for Loveline, 1 800 191. Call now, all you sick kids. Loveline will be right back.
Hi, this is Jed Apatow. Hear my conversation with Brett Easton Ellis. Hey, what's up? This is Kanye. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith. Hear my conversation with great Brett Easton Ellis. Hello, this is Marilyn Manson. I'd like you to listen to me on the Brett Easton Ellis podcast. Hey, this is Brett Easton Ellis. Check out my podcast on Podcast One, where my guests and I will be discussing all the issues that keep the pop culture world moving, talking, and thinking. It's the Brett Easton Ellis podcast on Podcast One. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Art Alexakakis. <laughs> man, you nailed that. Alexakus. Oh, come on, man. Alexakus. But make sure you don't say it twice, whatever you do. Uh, all right. Well, it's getting late. We're getting punchy. Art's got his Cheez-Its. I've got Cheez-Its and bad attitude. And let me tell you, there's no hopper full of Cheez-Its back there. That came out of mine and producer Ann's pocket and right into the vending machine. And that's the kind of treatment you get here on Love Line when you agree to come on and do the show on short notice. I feel and pampered. Free cheeses. Huh? I feel pampered. Well, we really are, in, in all sincerity, um, very grateful that you came out. Because I'll tell you, after talking to you on a Saturday night, I was like, not a snowball's chance in hell he's coming out here. Because yeah, it's so one of those. That's why you guilted me into right, yesterday. Right. Yeah, he's going to be here. All right. Well, I'll see if it works. Uh, <laughs> see if it works on other people. Tomorrow night, we have uh, Marlon Brando, uh, Magic Johnson, and Abe Lincoln will be in studio. All right. We'll just Abe was busy. See if it works. Yeah, he's rolling over. All right. Now we're going to play a song off your CD, but we're not going to do it just yet. We've got a few more minutes, so until then, we'll get to uh, Angelina. Hello? Yes, you're 19, you're on Love Line with Art from Everclear. Right. Um, I was just wondering, basically, I have an ex-boyfriend that I'm still really good friends with. He's 21 years old, and his girlfriend now, she's 34. And I was just kind of wondering, like, as far as, like, the psychological effects and stuff, if this is a healthy relationship. He is 21? He's 21. And, and she is 34. 34. Like the call you had last night? Yes, mm -hmm. indeed it is. And basically it was a 22-year-old with a 34-year-old mm -hmm. last night. Pretty close. And what we said was that if people are really adult, that for the most part adults are basically the same age. Mm -hmm. Uh, that there are certainly phases of one's life that can affect a relationship. If you really have different priorities and different values, the relationship could could have trouble working. But in terms of there being sort of a, a negative impact or a adverse impact on one of the members of the relationship, when both are adults, it's not likely to be a traumatizing experience. Is he a mature guy? Uh, well, kind of. I mean... All right. Yeah. Well, well, he's two years older than you, and you guys want. How long did you guys go out? For like a year, year and a half. When did you break up? Well, it was on and off. We broke up last October. Are you who broke up? I'm sorry. Who who broke up? It was kind of mutual. Mm -hmm. You got dumped. I feel for you, baby. No, I didn't. It was. I mean, it was. You know, there were other things. Don't talk. Don't talk, problem. baby. So I know. It was mutual. All right. So, mutual. do you do you have any feelings for this guy? Yeah. Mm. Oh, you do. Uh, not. Not sexual. Well, uh, but uh, how about attraction in, in, in more than just a platonic way? Um, 
Okay, that was a long enough pause that we'll we'll take that as a yes. Silence says a lot, doesn't it, Angelina? Um, listen, are you still in love with this guy? No, no, I just care about him a lot. Okay. Does he seem happy with this uh, newfound older love? I don't know. He won't tell me that much about it. He won't really, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, because it's kind of weird, him okay. giving you all the gory details of his new relationship. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> right. Uh, you have feelings for the guy. Would you admit that, please? Y- yeah, sure. Have no, 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 don't be smug. You still think about this guy, and this call is more than just a sort of concern for a buddy. There's still some feelings left behind in the relationship of your so-called uh, mutual breakup. Right, yeah. So, so you guys right. broke up in October, right? Yeah, last and, October. And you haven't been with him since? Um, mm. Once. Good question. Uh, yeah. There you go. Man, you know, I'm, it's it, and there's nothing wrong with that necessarily. It's just the way human beings are. You go out with someone for a while, then you're seeing someone else, but then you go back and you sleep with your ex-girlfriend because it's okay because I was with them first, you know? Right. So it's like this. You get the baseball glove? Huh? Basically, yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it's stupid how we do this, how we rationalize things, but we're basically letting our primal selves decide these things for ourselves and we know if, if we've once had good sex with someone we'll probably have good sex with them again well it wasn't good sex <laughs> well it was comfortable sex right it was easy Right. Correct? Right. All right. Or um, maybe just intimacy. Art is, is intuitive in a scary way. <laughs> well, I'm getting to a question here. Um, have you ever gone out with anyone older than you? Well, when I was in high school. Yeah. Well, how, how much older? Like three years. <laughs> okay. So you've never been through a situation like this. But before. but that, that the three years can be quite... Su- yeah. The three years can be quite, quite substantial when you're in high school. And, and so I imagine that wasn't a great experience for you. Well, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, uh, I don't know. Did you learn a lot from it? No. <laughs> All right, Angelina. Yeah. We're going to wrap up here, and my final thought is you have feelings for the guy. No, uh, I just want to know if this, this is like an okay relationship. It's okay. It should be it's okay. okay. It depends on the people, right? Yeah, it should be okay. You have stronger feelings than just general concern. Believe me. I can hear it in your voice and by the nature of your question. Okay. Okay. She's with. Uh, he's in another relationship now. She wanted. She wants to go in and rescue him. She must, she must have been the, the way the relationship went out. That no, she was. I don't. I mean, that's great. You know, if things are. I, I just. You know, I just uh, think it's kind of sick of her. That's all. No. Why? Why? Because it's her old boyfriend who she, she still has feelings kids. for. They're just like. I mean, she, close to his age. Is she pretty? <laughs> she has kids that are close to his age. They're like old. They're, They're like. You know. Like eleven. Like fourteen. Like her son is like fourteen. Angelina. I, I'm really not trying to pick on you, but you sound a little threatened by this. That no, that's fine. Am, am I am I wrong here, guys? No, absolutely not, Angelina. I have the I have the answer that's going to cure everything. <laughs> <laughs> Start dating the 14 year old. Jeez. I don't care if it's a male or a female. Take this. Take this. Now listen, people don't just call because they're people are less concerned with uh, the plight of their exes than they would lead you to believe. Everyone calls. I'm really concerned about my ex because he's going out with someone. Let me tell you, when you really broke up with someone and it was your idea and you're finished, you've washed your hands with the relationship. He he could be going out with a lesbian trucker nun. With uh, with uh, with uh, seven hundred kids, and she would give a rat's ass. She would be laughing at him, like well, all my exes laugh at me. They put a curse on me. I realize that. So far, it's worked. There was feeling she had for the guy, and well, Angela. The word it, "sick" when she when she said, "Well, I think it's just sick of her." Right when she said that, it was there was no there was no pretense. Right, there. 
Angelina needs to move on, find her own relationship. All right, one more quickie before we uh, get to the lovely Everclear song. Wendy, 18. Lovely. Hi. Um, I, about a month and a half ago, I found out I was pregnant. And um, I'm 18 and my boyfriend's 15. Uh, uh. And um, he, at first, I guess because I'm, I guess it's a motherly instinct, I guess I was kind of excited, but not really, you know? Because mm-hmm. I knew I... <laughs> It was good timing because I just graduated, and I was I'm gonna go to college and everything. And he's a f- freshman now, and he's just you know finishing up school for that. And I don't know. I guess he was kind of like, well, why don't you have abortion? Why don't you have abortion? But I guess I've always been like pro-life and stuff, you know, and against that. But I'm kind of considering it now, mm-hmm. and I kind of told him that that I was thinking about it, and that you know. Um, that I guess that I would, mm. but I'm like really scared, and I've been like crying a lot and stuff. And wow. I, I have, I don't know. How far along are you? <sighs> Eighteen, eight weeks. About um, about a month and a half, uh. I think. Mm. I'm not exactly sure. Well, how tough for you? I mean, it, it, you're going to have to make a decision. Either way, it's something you're going to have to live with. Um, we can't make the decision for you. I don't think we can make it any easier for you. Well, um, I was kind of wondering, like. What are, like, the side of? I mean, like, what's going to happen with the side effects, you know? I, I think a, a single abortion is a relatively safe procedure these days. I mean, there are, yes, of course, risks of bleeding, infection, and infertility that come with abortion. They tend to really start to climb uh, subsequent abortions. It's very mm-hmm. unusual to have that kind of complication after a single abortion. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's a heavy thing, particularly for women. Our society doesn't identify strongly enough how much it affects women emotionally, and especially if you really have held a value in in uh, not having abortion. You're shaking your head. Mm-hmm. No, I was just laughing at art. I, I, no, no, no. I, well, l- listen, I mean, here's it's it's a lesser two evils, if, if is really. I mean, abortion's a horrible thing. And why people, the so-called pro-lifers, have to make us uh, pro-deathers, why they yeah, have to nice treat jump. us is if, you know, we looked at abortion as a, a you know, trip to Chuck E. Cheese or something. It's, it's just ridiculous and insulting. It's a horrible procedure. There's no doubt about it. It's just, it's just, it's a lesser of two evils. Do you want to go through a horrible, uh, you know, difficult experience and, and all the emotional implications involved with that? Or do you want to be saddled <laughs> with a person, what another a, a responsibility? Adoption. adoption. And, Adoption, but, you know, Anna. but you know, the thing okay, is, or that. Wait, can I say something? Um, his his mother is like a really bad alcoholic, and uh-huh. he has a lot of problems with her right now. And my parents are like, I mean, just telling them would just be like, I mean, that would. It would make a lot. It would be yeah. very difficult. It would be very yeah. difficult. And um, his he's just trying to. He just now got his mom into counseling, and he's just like getting over a, a really long, you know, thing, and it's just like another thing, and you know, he can't. And, he kind of thinks it's going to affect his mom, you know, and uh, drinking again and stuff. All right, Wendy, we cannot uh, hash this out. I mean, you have a horrible plight, and I don't want to be unsympathetic, but, Drew, can you give her a Planned Parenthood number or yeah, something just, that she can talk to uh, counselors? Let me, let me give you a National Planned Parenthood number. It's one eight hundred two three two three zero P L A N. one eight hundred two three zero P L A N. And they will discuss more than just abortion there. They discuss all the options, including adoption. All right. And when we come back, we will talk a little more to Art from Everclear. And what producer and talking to the mic? We're going to play the song, too. When we come back. Yeah.
Oh, okay. I, I didn't want to say happened? it because I didn't know if we had enough time. All right, there you go. You ruined half the song. We're only going to hear the end part. <laughs> All right, Art, you cool? Yeah, whatever. All right, we'll be back. Yo, G. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline, right back. Yeah, Film Vault. And what is this Film Vault you speak of? It's it's our podcast, Anderson. It's the podcast that we do about movies. It's a, a vault of film information. New movies. And old movies. Movies that are streaming now. Movies you should send away for. You should make it a point to send away for because uh, they're just that great. Movies that are in theaters now. Gambling? Oh, there's a gambling element to Movies it. that have not been released yet. You'll find it all in the Film Vault. You really do. Why aren't you listening to the Film Vault? There's no good answer. You can download it over there at Podcast One. You should download it over there at Podcast One. Film Vault. Yeah, Film Vault. fast. Tomorrow night, the Cardigans will be in studio. Also, Australian Manpower. We'll size them up, see how they stack up against uh, yours truly and Dr. Drew. And uh, what we're going to do here is we're going to say goodbye to Art from Everclear and thank him profusely for coming in. And then we're going to go out with an Everclear song. So let me give my thank yous very quickly. Art, thank you. Adam, thank you. Drew, get the hell out of here. Lisa, thank you. Ann, thank you. Mike, thank you. And this is You Make Me Feel Like a Whore from Everclare. Who gives a rat's ass? You've been listening to Loveline. The opinions expressed on Loveline, especially by Adam Carolla, are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors, or even the character voices. Loveline, produced by Ann Wilkins for Westwood One Entertainment. Copyright 1996. So don't even think it. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.